0: Hello and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani. joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's that Eric DeLala.
1: Phil, this outfit that you're
0: wearing. I'm trying to be professional.
1: It's not what you had on during our Broncos daily training camp recap. Did we do one of those today? We do one of those every day.
0: That is true, yeah. Well, I tried to You know, I take this podcast very seriously. Where's Nick Ferguson? Yeah, no, this is the neutral zone. Oh. Yeah, this is where we talk about serious football topics, and that's it.
1: Yeah, no fun whatsoever. No fun. No fun. Sorry. It's like, remember the Titans when Denzel Washington said, is football fun to you? He said, no, 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 sir. No fun, sir. No, No fun, yeah. That's like this podcast. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Good movie, though. Great movie heard it's one of the best football one movies of the ever. Best football movies Everybody ever. agrees with that take.
0: I think so. Yeah. Most people, I would say
1: it's one most, of the most best. rational people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eric, it's the halfway point of camp. It's just flown by.
1: It, it actually has.
0: It has gone by pretty quick. I think it's probably because of the way Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett has structured this thing.
1: Yeah, with kind of the what would you I wouldn't call it a reco- maybe a recovery day. A mental yeah, day.
0: A th- yes, a mental day. A, uh, it's like kind of a jog through pace, I would say. Get a little sweat going, but you're not banging the bodies around too much. Right. Every third day is like that,
1: right. which is nice, I think. Every day with you is a mental day because you're just so brilliant. Yeah. I challenge. There's so much going I push on.
0: I I can't turn it off, really. Yeah. It's like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a blessing and a burden. It's a curse.
1: With great power comes great responsibility.
0: That's a Von Miller. Von, quote, right? Miller. Yeah, Von yeah. Miller. He's the only one yeah. who said that. It's like, it's kind of like the Michael Scott. It's like uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Von, Von Miller. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, so on this episode, I thought maybe we'd get into a few topics here, uh, uh, Eric. Talking about... You forget my name? Yes. Well, you know, I, I was going to go with everything. Then I just, oh, got and it. And I thought maybe that would be...
1: Too some much. Some people don't like
0: that. You know, no. So I go. That's true. Anyway, I thought that maybe we could talk about uh, uh, maybe some standouts through the first week, some names that, like, everybody knows that Pastor Tan's been killing it out there.
1: Okay, well, that was one of my guys, so that's tough.
0: Everybody knows that, but I'm saying, give me somebody who, maybe not everybody's talking about.
1: Mm. Give me somebody who... Obscure. You want obscure names.
0: Yeah, or just like, hey, teach me something, you know? I want to learn something, because... Look, let's face it. NZ Nation is tapped in. They know that Pat Sertan's killing it. They do. We want to give them a little something extra. Right. okay? So maybe some names to watch. And then maybe I thought we could look at some position battles. Okay. Training camp's all about trying to get a spot on a team. Right. For some guys. For some. Preseason, training camp, you could take someone's job. Wow. Okay. It's, it's real. It's a big deal. Who, who are some people at risk of losing their job? Maybe, who are some people who are going to take it? Okay. You know, I thought that maybe we could get spicy. Into that. Yeah, and then just in general, some general thoughts about where the team is. At,
1: right? General thoughts. So, general thoughts. Yeah, exactly. How does that sound? That sounds great. Let's get it. Okay.
0: Uh, before we get into oh, that, then, okay. Eric, this is an interactive show. Yep. Tell the people all the ways they can get involved in the show. Okay. Let me, let me pull out my it's phone so lot. I can make sure I can.
1: Okay. Step one
0: okay, you can watch on YouTube. Tell,
1: tell the people that they can watch on YouTube.
0: Because, you know, let's face it. You want to know what I'm wearing because Eric talked about it. Right.
1: Bronco's official you YouTube. Know. You hit the subscribe button. Not even really hit it. You, you smash, gotta smash it. it. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> it changed it. Yeah. New yeah. training camp sound effects. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You leave a comment there. We'll read it right on the show.
0: Yep. Yes, we will.
1: Love that. Uh, you could leave an email at neutralzoneshow at com. Yep. That's nice for like a. Maybe you're a little bit introverted. Maybe you just maybe your voice hurts because you've been screaming at See training it. camp. Yeah, you want to just write a little note to us. We'll read write that. It. Write it. We'll answer your questions. Now maybe you got a lot of energy. Yeah, you want to get it out over the phone. You want your voice to be to featured.
0: Seven oh seven neutral. Maybe
1: you want to say, gentlemen, gentlemen. Seven oh seven neutral. Yeah, we'll play it right here on the air if Ben Swanson lets us. Yeah, I mean he screens it. He no screens course. everything. Yeah. Or He's fil-
0: painting on this side and screening on this side. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Eric Delala with an A. Uh-huh. At Phil Milani with a pH. What would you what would you say? That's probably non traditional spellings. Non traditional spellings. Or at Broncos Podcasts.
0: Oh really? That's a that's I a Twitter know. account? That's a new one.
1: Okay. Yeah. It features a lot of my takes. That's weird. No if if takes you from me. no takes from me. It's here. almost
0: like you run that account. <laughs> oh, it's- that's weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Got those
1: little like uh, animations with the squiggly lines. You know oh, what I'm talking about? like
0: it's audio. Yeah. Yeah. Some people call that like an audio wave. Yeah.
1: Well, I call it a little squiggly, squiggly lines. lines. Yeah. Those people, are nice. People know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. That's what's great about you is that you take something that's really highbrow, and you make it really conversational.
1: I know. I make it. Yeah, I make it so people. that you can understand.
0: <laughs> I just thought you said I'm brilliant. Which one is it? That's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: which I'm one caught in it? a pickle here. Yeah. Phil, I hope that people that uh, received neutral zone stickers yeah. from us recently at training camp, I hope they're watching. I hope they're listening. Of course they are. Many ways to listen. You can also listen on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere. It's really everywhere. Google Play. It really is everywhere. DenverBroncos.com. Yeah. You could go
0: to the website and listen to it. You can. In the mobile app. Do a lot of people do that? Or the app is surprising.
1: It right. sometimes um, it regular performs, but then like when a neutral zone episode goes on there, so many people click that over-performs. it overperforms. Or
0: and what happens when that happens? <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tugalicious. Smoke comes out of the right out of your phone.
1: Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett just like screams somewhere in the distance. Yeah, 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 screaming.
0: The other day I saw him at practice. I was just watching him, and uh, he, during stretch he just ran over to Garrett Bowles who was laying down on the grass stretching, and he just hugged him on the ground. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a good story. Yeah,
0: thanks. That's what I'm sorry. of. Bowles
1: know. has been into the hugs. He hugged Bradley Chubb after a rep the other day. No. It was like a nice rep between the two of them, and they just hugged. I was like, really? You guys are supposed to hate each other. They said
0: beforehand that brothers fight.
1: Brothers fight, that's true. Yeah. So and they don't is. hate each other. It's just a... They love each other. A little one. bit they're of uh, exaggeration. It's like a family. Right. Yeah. Families it's fight. Like us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right,
0: Eric. <laughs> Let's get into our first topic here on this episode of the neutral zone. I want some names, some standouts. Some people that, when, when they're playing out there on the field, you go, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Right, huh. You're like, huh, who is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes I am like, that. and I'm like, "Where's Jordan? I need a roster." Yeah, because
1: yeah, you saying. you learn the guys nice. who catch touchdowns
0: and intercept and intercept the pass. And sack the quarterback,
1: right? And so if you don't do you one of those, those three, three things, yeah, bad.
0: <laughs> I'll say this, Eric. Been doing this a long time. Okay, take take this. So it's take the number of years and the 90 guys each year.
1: Well, more than that because you more kind of that, you there's... rotate. I would guess you probably get to like 140 potential guys. Yeah. I'd have like to be signings throughout the year like practice a computer goals. or something. If know. What's a and, computer? Yeah. Yeah. That's like true. You'd have to be really impressive. Yeah. Some of these guys, they come in for a cup of coffee. They're gone. Yeah.
0: And they, they all wear like similar numbers. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> who is that?
1: You know? You mean they all wear like, similar numbers? Like
0: uh, sometimes 30 is Terrell Davis. Oh. Sometimes 30 is Feld Lindsey. Sometimes thirties, David Brooke. Sometimes it's Caden Stearns.
1: I will say that there—that's true. I will say there are definitely number ranges where, like, if you have a jersey number that's in like the late thirties, that's not a good sign normally.
0: No, no, you don't. You want the early thirties.
1: Early thirties is good. Late thirties—that's yeah. like the last one to get chosen. Yeah. yeah not a not... not generally a great sign. Generally, but there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so who are some of your hot huh, guys?
1: Okay, so you don't want. Like Pat Sertan, well, you, you don't, know. Pat has been doing Pat's really been well. been really well, doing really well. Uh does it's like Montreal Washington off the ground? I think enough? we could
0: talk Montreal Washington okay. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he comes from a small school, relatively a surprise pick at, you know, during the draft.
1: He said he didn't think he would be drafted. Yeah. Never had any communication with the Broncos.
0: Really, his only claim to fame was a really impressive performance against the University of Florida.
1: Right. Other than that, you're He's, like, who is this person? He smoked them. He killed him.
0: What do you do with a gator? I don't know what you do.
1: Uh, I've actually had gator bites before. It tastes like chicken. You got bit like a, by a gator? No, 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 no. Like little little nuggets of gator. Gator nuggets. Oh, oh, oh god. it. Back when I lived in you Florida. Are not,
0: you, you aren't gator bited. No. Bitten. Bit. Gator no, I, bitten. Gator
1: bit. I wasn't.
0: You had gator bites, not gator bits.
1: I think the impressive thing about Montreal Washington is that everyone expected him to compete as a punt returner and a kick returner. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And I, I don't mean it to be disrespectful here. To, to this player that I'm about to name, but I envision like a Deontay Spencer where yeah. he contributed on special teams, but th- there was no real offensive role. Yeah. Deontay Spencer would go in and catch maybe a, a quick bubble or like he'd run a, a, f- a fake it's jet not the sweep. the main way he contributed. Right, and if he did contribute, it was in kind of a gadget, for kind yeah. of a gadget way. Yeah. Montreal Washington has just been good at receiver. Yeah, He's been getting open. He's been getting separation. I don't think I've seen him drop a pass. He's made contested catches. He's fast. He can do a backflip. He
0: did a backflip right in front of me in the end zone.
1: He almost kicked you in the face.
0: Yeah. Which, how awesome would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a battle scar. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Montreal, Washington, backflip kicked me in the face.
1: You could have told that story at his Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So with him, I still need to see it against, obviously, better competition.
0: Yeah, real, like – like what when he's getting when he,
1: he like getting hit is important, I think for a guy like him.
0: Yeah, and a little bit undersized.
1: But also, it's one thing to be doing against the twos or the threes. If he oh. gets more first team reps, can he do it against Ronald Darby? You know, Pat Sertan shuts down everybody. But can he do it against yeah. a Ronald Darby? Can he do it against a a Kaywon Williams in the slot? A a Sang Bassey, those type of guys. That's yeah. that's the next step for him. But at this point, Phil, I would expect him to be probably the Broncos' fourth receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact that you're even talking about that is still sort of mind blowing. Just seven days here and he's really impressed, I think, to that level where you're like, Man, this guy I mean K J Hamler said that he's taking him under his wing. He's probably coming for KJ. Well
1: I mean, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. He's I mean, uh I mean, obviously Judy and, and Sutton are above yeah. kind of both those guys, but then Hamler and Montreal Washington, they're similar type guys. Those are the third and fourth options. Probably in the Hamler-Washington order at this point. but Yeah. Um, I, I kind of even came into camp thinking, does Montrell make this team? Yeah. Because, you know, when, when Tim Patrick was healthy, you think, okay, well, you got Tyree Cleveland, you got Kendall Hinton. There's a bunch of guys. If the Broncos keep five receivers, maybe it's not possible for – maybe Montrell just doesn't do enough. I don't think there's any doubt that if he keeps playing like this, he's yep. not just going to make the team. He's going to be active on game day. He's going to be a guy a that, on that plays offensive snaps. Um, so – He's seen his stock improve as much as anybody. Let me
0: ask you this, just before we move on, because yeah. I saw a little bit of this after Tim Patrick went down. Before Tim Patrick went down, mm-hmm. how how would you have ranked the wideouts? Because I, I saw a lot of people saying that Tim Patrick was the number two wideout. How would you have How would you have ranked
1: those? Guys? So I, I think, and this is nothing against Tim. I love Tim. Tim's great. There is a lot of, like, revisionist history going on. Yeah.
0: They're like, oh, now Judy's going to have to step up into that number two role. And I was like, wait a second, what?
1: I think before Tim got hurt in the conversations we had all summer, the conversations on the radio, is Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy going to be the number one receiver? Yeah. Who's going to get the targets from Russell Wilson? I think – and then Tim gets hurt, and you're like, okay, well, actually looking back on it, Tim has the most touchdowns over the last couple of years. Tim, 11
0: touchdowns over the last two years.
1: More than any uh, player.
0: Jerry Judy had zero last year. <laughs> That's correct.
1: And he didn't have 11 the first year. So he did not. He's not tied. So he's not tied. Uh, Tim is also tied for the lead in red zone touchdowns over the last three years with yep. Noah Fant, who's also gone. Yeah. He's still healthy, but he doesn't go here anymore. Yeah, he's well, – who I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but I think that like you look at Tim and you're like, okay, well, he caught a lot of touchdown passes. He doesn't drop any passes. He makes contested uh, catches. He's able to go up and get the ball against smaller defenders. I think the more you th- you thought about it, you were like, okay, well, maybe we were underrating Tim a little bit because, uh, you know, we're kind of segueing into some of the stuff about the wide receivers, but uh, through the first few days of camp, Cortland and Jerry are two guys that I need to see step up a little bit. Yeah. Jerry has had some issues, I think, track, to see it. tracking like the deep ball. That's never been a strength of his. I think when he is able to run a kind of like a crossing route and get the ball in stride, that's great. When he has to jump up, that's not necessarily his strength. Yeah,
0: he's not a high ball, like kind of 50-50 right. guy.
1: And then obviously we've seen Cortland struggle in some of these matchups with Pat Sertan. He hasn't had the red zone efficiency that Tim Patrick has had. So both those guys need to step up. But you're right. It, it, a lot of it is like looking back and saying, oh, well, Tim is Tim's the best receiver – Nobody was saying that a week ago.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But it, that doesn't mean it's not necessarily true. He, I don't know if Tim is the most talented receiver on this roster. He was the most consistent and most dependable.
0: And he played with a, sort of a fire. Yes. That maybe some of those other guys don't
1: have. Emotional leader.
0: Yes. Just because of his past, where he, how he came into the league, everything. He had an edge. Like
1: Tim, Tim's been kicked out of a game for punching a raider in the face. I like that. I like that too.: Yeah, I want somebody. They need somebody like when Derek Walt were, we're straying, but when Derek Wolf was here, he was asked about, you know, do you need guys like you, like a like Chris yeah. Harris, like nasty guys on some the field. some dogs, some dogs, some, yeah. some dudes being guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. they got that dog do in them. Yeah. That meme with the X-ray?: I mean, Yeah, that's, that's them. Yeah. Tim Patrick was a he, he was had a that dog, dog in he, him. he had that dog. So the Broncos need to find some guys that have that dog in them. Yeah, I think so. That could be a good.
0: That could be a good. <laughs> the neutral zone. <laughs> who has that dog in him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe for the bye week in between the end of the preseason and the. Yeah. summer. Who's got that dog in
1: him? Maybe like Melvin. Does Melvin have that dog in him? A
0: little, uh, but not not. I mean, he's a first round pick.
1: Dream on... Well, but I don't think it has to do with first round pick. I think it's more like, who, who's gonna like talk trash to guys? Who's gonna like. I feel like you got to just have an edge to you. Yeah, who has an edge? He's got kind of an edge, but it's not like that. Kareem has an edge. A little bit. Kareem's yeah. got that dog in him. Draymond yeah. Jones, does he have that dog in him.
0: Yeah, closer. Yeah. Yeah. That's closer. I want somebody who's gonna fight.
1: Michael Crabtree. Yeah, or something like that. If you're not gonna rip when somebody's, chi- in the off season. You know. Yeah. The, if you're not that that gonna rip somebody's thing. chain off, what you I don't doing think doing? you have got that dog in here?
0: you. Yeah. What are you doing here? Okay, so Montreal Washington is one guy. Yeah. Okay, give me somebody else. You got anybody else
1: um, that's, like, been nice? Yeah, another rookie, Damari Mathis. Yeah. I think he's done a nice job.
0: Sometimes when those athletic guys come in, you're like, okay, you're athletic at the college level. Does that gonna translate once you come out here? His definitely has.
1: Yeah, and he's a guy that his biggest issue in college was penalties. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they're probably going to call it closer in preseason, but he hasn't really struggled with that no. so far, which has been good to see. He's athletic enough to follow these speedy wide receivers down the field. Got a lot of pass breakups. Um, He, again, is a guy that will contribute on special teams. If he keeps playing the same way, he'll have a roster spot locked up. And I think he could push Ojemudia for that kind of fourth corner. Um, And that's nothing against OJ, who's been getting first-team reps, whereas Damari is not. Yes. So, So apples to oranges there. But Damari, I think, has the skill set to to potentially make that happen at some point.
0: And and Damari is like a George Payton guy. Right. So that has to be factored in a little bit. But so the cornerbacks right now Sertan. Sertan. Ronald Darby,
1: Kaylon Williams, Yeah. Bassi or well, how, I would, would say, say? Oja is probably the, okay, the fourth guy. Is four. and, then, and then uh I mean it's it's kind of different positions, right? Like Bassi is only gonna play the slot. Yeah, exactly. Um Mathis. Hey, Williams is pretty
0: much a slight
1: guy. Right. So Massy's or uh Bassey is kind of the the backup there. Yeah. Um, you know, is that enough that he just plays nickel? If Damari Mathis, our, our friend Nick Ferguson said you'd like to see Damari play nickel. Yeah. If he can fit in there to and outside, is that enough? Yeah. I mean typically you, you keep six corners. Yeah. And so that would be, you know, the Sertan, Darby, Kwan Oja Mathis, and then that last spot would either be like a Bassi, um, I don't know, Fayon Hicks. There's a couple other guys in that Finial. mix. I would say that Bassie probably is the edge there for that yeah, sixth spot.
0: I think so. Bassie, guy who's been with the team, cut back back and forth a little bit yeah. here, but I do think they'll be good. Good like player. Him. Yeah, really good player. So, okay. All right. So, uh, Damari Mathis, maybe let's give him one more. One let's more. One okay. More, if there's anybody you can think of that's just sort of been aha, uh-huh, aha uh-huh
1: player. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Draymond.
0: Draymond. Yeah.
1: Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones. Um, He's – the the tough thing for me with Draymond is that he's always this way in training camp.
0: Yeah. He
1: always dominates. Yeah. He's hard to stop. He's a big dude that's fast. He's physical. He's powerful. Yeah. He's been a problem for this offensive yeah, line. We talked the other day, Phil, off camera, that there's been some situations where, you know, the Broncos offense hasn't even been able to get a pass off because some of these guys are in the backfield right away. Yes. yes.
0: The D-line has looked very impressive.
1: So – so Draymond stands out to me. The caveat there is that he's had slow starts to seasons. Yes. He obviously he's finished well. I think a couple of years ago he got hurt, missed yeah. some time. His rookie year obviously started slow, was good toward the end of the year. Last year started slow, was really good at the end of the year. Yeah. He didn't I asked him that this offseason, how do you start faster? He did he not did like, like that question. He did not like it. No. But that's yeah, Or
0: gonna, maybe he just doesn't like you.
1: <laughs> so that's just part of it. Join the club. Yeah. Uh But that's my question for him: is is how do you like at this point? Consistency. At this point, it's kind of one of those things where it's I don't want to say it's like the boy who cried wolf, but like when you see it so many times and then it doesn't translate, you're kind kind of like, okay, well, I don't want to write about how Draymond Jones looks incredible every day until I see it on the field. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: But that looks nice when it's up when they're up there and it's Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams. Yeah, that's there's a that's a lot of pounds. the three Ds. That's a lot of pounds.
1: Yeah, D three,
0: D three. Oh, you're gonna nickname them?
1: Yeah, it could be nice.
0: If they get off to a tear and they're just dominating up yeah. there, the D three, D three. Yeah,
1: that's nice. You heard, uh, you heard it here first. You uh, heard it here first. That spot worries me a little bit, just because if one of those guys goes down, the depth is not great. We're not going on wood here. Knock on wood. Not on wood. Uh, the depth is not great. Well, I don't want to say it's not great. It's unproven because you got guys like uh, Jonathan Harris and Yomo uh in Yoma Wasarike, um, nice. who else Annie. is? That? He Matt, goes by any. Yeah. Uh Matt Henningson, all unproven Wisconsin. guys. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you got Mike Purcell in the middle. Yeah. I think Telvin Aguim's a guy who's also still relatively unproven. So Sosa. Sosa. They all got nicknames. That's true. Yeah. But um the starting group is good. Yeah.
0: Would you say generally across the board with this team, starting group is good. Uh, backups seem like they've got a lot of potential, but maybe a little bit unproven?
1: I mean, it really, not to like hedge, which I know we like to do, but it just, it depends position by position. Like defensive line, starters good. Defensive line, very unproven with just potential. Um, corner, for example, Michael ojamudia has spent time as a number one corner in this league. Didn't go well. Yeah. But he, he has that sort experience. Sort a stretch
0: of a statement, but okay.
1: He has that experience. Outside linebacker, for example, I feel much better about that group as a backup with backups. Yeah. Um, Offensive line, like a guard, you've got some – like Graham Glasgow might be a backup. Yeah. He's got starting experience. So it just depends on where you're looking. But this team – there definitely are some spots on this team, no matter what George Payton has done in the roster, where if they lose a starter at certain spots, inside uh, inside linebacker, edge, uh, defensive line, another wide receiver – left tackle, like those sorts of spots, they're going to be hurting. Yeah. But every team is like that. Yeah.
0: I would just say, like, across the board, if I were to just sum up the roster, I would say the starting unit looks pretty good. Like, there's some guys there. Then I would say the second unit looks like they've got a lot of potential, uh, better than it's been in years past. The depth is better. Um, The athleticism is better. But there are a couple of spots where I'd be like, oh, if you got hurt, that would not be good. Right. That's a, just a general statement,
1: I would say. Um, Josie Jewell's another guy that stood out to me. Okay, yeah, good to have him back. Yeah, it's, it's, he he just changes the middle of that defense. Spent some time
0: with Josie in the off season. Yeah. You
1: know. shout out Brandon from Iowa.
0: Brandon from Iowa, yeah. Yeah, we went out to uh, to Josie's hometown.
1: You see Brandon or no?
0: I didn't. I was looking for him. Darn. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to uh, our second topic here uh, on the show, Eric. Uh, just some general takeaways of the team, how, how camp has been going, you know where are we feeling at this halfway point?
1: Yeah, I mean I think we have touched on a lot of stuff so far. Um, a couple of things that we haven't mentioned. One is just the offense in general.-huh. Um, we warned that this might happen, that things might not click, we told you. that things might not click right away, that the offense might not be perfect, um, that it was going to take some time. That's what's happened. I think it's important to be patient. Um, I'm not worried at this point. I think it's going to be a thing that takes a few games even to get this right. That doesn't mean they're going to go out and score seven points or ten points. I think even, you know, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about, oh, the offense is struggling. The defense won the day. This offense is still at a level that's above where it's been in past years. Yeah. Like their floor is much higher than it's been in past years. But it's not quite the high-flying offense yet. Yeah. So just need to be patient there. I think it'll get there. It's just a matter of when you'd like to see them continue to make strides. Um, You'd hope by the time you get to like the second preseason game or third preseason game that at least there's some signs of turning a corner. And I I do think with this offense, Vic Fangio used to talk about this with the defense, that there's just a moment where it clicks. I think with the offense that might be the case too, where at some point it just clicks and then they're going to roll.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, very little things, too. Like, maybe Cortland likes to take an angle that's, like, a little different than, like, how DK used to do it. So, like, Russ just has to get a little bit better at that. And we've seen them do that. He missed a pass to Cortland in the end zone the other day. And then afterward, they ran that, like, three times, four times, just on their own, so they got that down. Things like that, they make a difference in a game because it's a game of inches. And, like, at practice, you just want to see him working on that.
1: Right. Um, health-wise, I mean that's something else that stands out. Obviously, the big injury to Tim—we talked about who's going to replace him. But it just—I think that that's a big question for this team: is can they make it through camp, the preseason, healthy enough to go into this regular season and start to stack some wins? Yeah, it's not just about being good in this league. You have to be a little bit lucky in terms of injuries. And unfortunately, whenever that first big one happens. That kind of like starts, at least in my mind, like the watch list, of, okay, well, what, what, you know, can they avoid another one?
0: Yeah. Of uh, course. Because what you don't want
1: to have happen is be like the Ravens a year ago, where it's just snowballs. It snowballs, and all of a sudden, before you get to the season, you've lost a bunch of your best players, and you just know you're fighting an uphill battle yeah. to to do anything. So agreed. Um, that's a takeaway. And then defensively, my takeaway is they've been really good, obviously, especially in the secondary. But I, I am starting to get a little concerned about Randy Gregory.
0: Yeah, he just hasn't practiced. I, I thought that maybe the tone during the off program was he's not going to participate in this part so that he would be ready for training camp. Not quite there yet, and uh, as time goes on, he's just not been out there with
1: them. Right, and we're, we're halfway through this, as we're recording this, we're halfway through the second week of training camp. I would imagine that the Broncos don't want Randy Gregory's first day out there to be against the Cowboys. No. That seems like a bad idea from a a mental standpoint, you know, (laughs) facing your old team. team. Um, So I could see a scenario where he doesn't get activated or or doesn't do team stuff next week either. Then Um, camp is technically over. Camp's done. You're now at the point where you're like three, four weeks away from this regular season opener. And then you start to wonder, okay, well, at a certain point, he's going to need time to ramp up. Yeah. Like you think about a guy like KJ Hamler who was activated earlier this week. He did a little bit of walk through jog through team, but like I would think it'll be another week before he's doing full speed team. And so if you take two weeks, I don't know, we're just getting to the point where like in another week or so, I think there's going to start to be questions about, is he going to be ready for week one?
0: Yeah. Now, fortunately for him, a couple of things. One, he plays a position that's sort of, not on an island, but it's sort of you can just tell him go rush the quarterback. Right. It's not like he's got to fit into a scheme or something necessarily. And the other good thing is that he could just be used in passing downs, right? Where you know you need a, a rush. Yeah. And so that way, physically, maybe he's not like in full condition shape yet, but he's still out there playing significant minutes. Right. So, but but I agree with you. I think that when I look at pass rush, the edge, there's Bradley Chubb, then there's Malik Reid, and then there's a bunch of guys who have not really done it. Nick Benito is a second-round pick, never played in the NFL. Baron Browning's never played that position at the NFL. And Jonathan Cooper had some, some sparks last year, but really not like a guy right. yet. Right. So I'm just sort of like, okay, well, let's see how this thing goes.
1: Right. It's not, it's not a huge concern for me. And it's just the Broncos, as good as they are in the secondary, they, they want teams to have to throw the ball quickly. Yep. You know, they don't, like, yep. don't get, they don't want to give teams time to pick apart their secondary. They're going to need those rushers. Presumably you're going to be playing with some leads. You want to be able to take advantage of all that stuff and be as good on defense as you can be. They need Chubb and Gregory out there, assuming – a Benito or a, a Browning doesn't take a huge step. They need those guys out there together.
0: Yep, I agree. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that we don't know anything for sure on this. We're just sort of thinking about it. And he just hasn't been ready to go. But he has been out there for stretching periods. He's been doing work on the side field, but not.
1: Right. And the good news not is there. Uh, KJ one day wasn't out there, and the next day he was. Yeah. This could change at any second. We don't have an inside look at any team's plan. Though. As we're recording yeah. this on a Wednesday, Randy Gregory could be out there Thursday morning. Could be. I think it's unlikely, but it's yep. possible.
0: Should we move on to topic number three here? Yeah. What's that? Okay. And that is the competition. The, oh, okay. The, the areas that we're like, okay, maybe somebody's coming for a job. Got it. Yeah. Is there, is there a position or is there a player that maybe you want to highlight? That's been a surprise. And you say, Oh man, this guy could take a job.
1: Hmm yeah I guess I'll point out a couple of groups maybe
0: yeah we don't want to maybe see. um
1: I think outside linebacker again is one of those where I'm really interested Malik Reed has a lot of experience but I think Benito and Baron are gonna Baron Browning are gonna push for reps to a point where one of those guys is not going to see the field as much as they want and then you wonder if you're George Payton, what do you do there um, does that mean that someone doesn't make the team is it a trade yeah what what's kind of an option there so that stands out to me uh, I think the the backup quarterback position is really interesting to me. Yes. Um, Josh Johnson has not kind of inspired the confidence I thought he would. You know, he hasn't been, like, off or anything. But yeah. but it hasn't been, like, as crisp as I would like to see the first week. And so I'm really interested to see in, train, in the preseason games, you know, how does Josh Johnson attack that? Is he able to do enough to earn the job? Does Brett Ripon kind of make a surge from behind? He's gotten some more second-team reps over the last few days. Or do the Broncos say at the end of the preseason, neither of these guys is going to get the job done. We've got to go elsewhere to find somebody.
0: It has been interesting to watch the quarterbacks and the reps that they get because uh, Russell Wilson is getting, I don't know, what would you say, 60%, 65% of the reps?
1: Especially the last – it didn't start that way when camp started. Yeah. The last few days, Russ has gotten a lot of reps. A lot of reps. Of
0: reps. And then, the, and then the next guy probably gets like uh, 25% of the reps. And then the last guy comes in and just finishes up with 10. Right. That's what it's it, it sort of like. The, the third guy, he's just like maybe a couple throws and that's it. So whoever that is as that third guy really has to make the most of those opportunities.
1: And they'll get more in the preseason, I would think. Yeah.
0: But Brett has played better. He, he has looked better than he has been.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's taking a step, so he's somebody to watch there, I think.
0: Yeah, and Ed Rusher definitely is a position to watch because, like we mentioned, there's an opportunity there, and uh, I would say that, like, when you ask Malik Reed, he was at the podium on uh, Wednesday, they said, okay, what part of your game has gotten a lot better? And he just said, mentally, like, I'm detecting things much faster. And... I think there's a notion that like with Malik, he's got to be that sort of cerebral player where a guy like Baron Browning just has so much physical traits that he could just overcome
1: some of those things that Malik
0: maybe just couldn't. Right. Or, you You know, know
1: overcome a lack of experience, you know.
0: He can overcome the lack of the mental side with his physical.
1: Right. Well, you know, part of of that is just he hasn't been doing it.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like – I could envision a scenario where Barron is, like, playing a lot at that position, even though he's never played there before. Right. Just because he has the physical traits. Right. And same with Nick Benito. I mean, this guy's huge. He is huge. Christopher Allen, they designed him in outer space. Mm. And then he was sent here to play He football. was sent here. Yeah. That's what he looks like. That'd be like. a good story. He was designed in a factory that'd somewhere. would be, be, be a and good then story. Just, and then they plopped him here, to, and they said, get the quarterback
1: I think the other interesting spot, I mean, there's, you know, there's position battles all over the place safety, backup safety, defensive line, that yes. sort of thing. Offensive line is still really interesting. Natani Muti's taking a lot of reps at the left guard. He's taking a lot of reps at right guard. Dalton- Impossible
0: to read into some of these things just because no. they're just rotating like
1: crazy. Like last week, Quinn and uh, Muti, Quinn Myers and Natani Muti rotated every other, like, team period all week. Yeah. This week, Miners has played every snap yeah. at right guard. And Dalton Reisner has gotten some blows from, uh, from uh, Natani Mooti. So who knows what's happening there. But I also think it's hard because Justin Outen basically said, whenever Billy Turner is healthy, he's going to get a chance to start. Yeah. Which you don't hear that all the time. Sometimes coaches say, you know, the best ability is availability. If you're out there and you're earning the job, you can, you can take this and hold on to it. It sounds like they want to give Billy Turner a chance no matter when he comes back.
0: Yes, this team has been uh, very cautious with players returning from injury. Where maybe in the past there's been some sound bites that are like, "Yeah, it'd be really great to have Randy Gregory back there." or yeah. Something, you know. We've not heard any of that right now. So.
1: Well, and, you know, as we record this, there's still five weeks until the season. Yeah. So plenty of time left. Five, six weeks. I mean, there's plenty of time left
0: they're just not going to get those camp reps which are like at a little bit of a heightened
1: level. That's but, true.
0: But yes.
1: But but when Billy Turner when Billy Turner comes back, he's a yeah. guy that could play guard. Yeah, he doesn't he, need a ton of rest. He, he could play right tackle. You know, um, he could play left guard. Very versatile. The Broncos are going to have, you know, if that's what he does, Broncos are going to have essentially two starting caliber guards at least who are not playing. Yeah. Um three if you include a guy like Muti. Yep. And so then, you know, you think, okay, well, we can't keep all those guys. What do you do then? You know, does do you make a decision to trade somebody? Do you make a decision to just let somebody go? Um, you've obviously drafted a young player in Wattenberg that you hope develops at some point. Then the other, the other side is Billy Turner could play right tackle. And then the guard situation maybe calms down a little bit. But there's just so much uncertainty at the offensive line. Tom Compton's been kept on the roster despite – You know, he's going to be out for a while. procedure. It sounds like he won't return until midway through the first month of the season, at least. Um, But they're keeping him on the active roster, which means maybe they're trying to see if they can get him to that initial 53. So just a lot there. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to really have an answer there until a guy like Billy Turner is healthy.
0: It doesn't seem like anybody's in a real rush to – get five guys to gel together that has not been something that's been discussed
1: right well in i mean there is decent reason for that like it just doesn't happen very much where an offensive like you can be like oh we're going to do that all through camp and then week one somebody goes down and all and now you don't have that anymore
0: uh, i talked to uh our good friend of the show brian baldinger of NFL of mm-hmm. on network and he was like look these guys just came from green bay where both their starting tackles were done last year right uh, CU buff, David Bakhtiari.
1: Yeah, he's had a tough go of it. He had. but Still on POP.
0: Yeah. Is he still? Really?
1: Yeah, had Man. another procedure, I think. Gosh. Former buff. Yep.
0: Anyway, uh, those guys, they've had that experience where both their tackles go down. So they're like, look, this we know we've got to be able to have some versatility along the line. So no rush there. But just from my perspective, you know, as a podcast host... <laughs> Uh, I I would like to see five guys sort of emerge, and be like a good unit where, like uh, the tackle and the guard are playing together, where they know what their responsibilities are. They feel comfortable there. Like how many times did we hear Garrett Bowles and Dalton Reisner be like, "Oh yeah, we helped each other out. We we always talked about what was going on, guard and center. You know, there, things happen so fast. The closer you get to the center of the line, you want good communication there." Like, at some point, you just want to see those guys come together and have a really good gelling.
1: Yeah. Again, again, I think that the way the season starts, and I don't want to take anything away from Seattle or Houston, but you don't think of those teams and think elite defensive line. Yeah. And so I do think there's going to be an opportunity once you get to week one, week two, to kind of ease into this, start that process. Um, It's always easier to run the ball, I think, than pass protect from a communication standpoint. Yeah. You just fire off the ball and go. That zone You push. Yeah. Oh, and you go sideways. Yeah. Now. You just go
0: sideways and you push. You go sideways and then Javante. Yeah, I think you goes, take one step and
1: steps. then you go up. Yeah,
0: and then Javante's and like, "Oh, go. I'm gonna go now."
1: So I'm not. You know, what? by week three. What is it? Got it. Sometimes. Oh, that's, that's a, a that's a good run. Yeah. Yeah, that's where touchdown. be Like. Got it. That's really good. Um. By week three, obviously, is the big test. San Francisco. There you go. I knew you'd get it. <laughs> I know the schedule, Eric. Yeah. Uh, but Bosa, I mean, that, that dude's a problem. Yes, he is. So by then, I hope you have it figured out. First, That's Nick Bosa. Yes. Joey's also a problem. He's also a problem, but this one is not till later Nick. in the year. Yeah, this one's Nick. Right. Probably better than Joey.
0: Oh yeah,
1: but he's physically physically. Yeah, they, both have. they both have. Both have. Um, so, not worried about it yet, but you're right. At some point, they've got to get that figured out.
0: Especially with Russ back there.
1: Yes. You just paid a lot of you. draft capital. Uh, what else? Players. Like you yeah. you spent a lot to get Russ. doesn't help so, you if he's not playing. Let's make sure he
0: plays. Yeah. Yep. All right, Eric. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think, think that's, that's a good, pretty good recap of where we uh, stand right now. Lot, yep. Lots happened.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the wealth at some of these positions. Just makes you think in the back of your mind that the Broncos don't really have that many draft picks next year. You just, it just makes you wonder. It makes you think a little bit.
1: It makes you wonder just a little. Especially hey. outside linebacker, offensive line, just something to watch, I think.
0: Yeah. There's some wealth of talent at some yeah. positions.
1: Some picks. So Could be an
0: option. Saw the Broncos do that at wideout last year. Nice little trade with the Lions. Yes.
1: So. yes. And the Broncos, you know, late in the year or late in preseason, they traded for Jonas Griffith. Yeah, they pick some guys off waivers, um, so makes a move doesn't mean that they're necessarily done. And George Payton has shown the ability to not just—he's not just looking at the free agent market. No other it's stuff that it. he's considering, and uh, you know, never know when the next big move could come.
0: Well, and these guys, the personnel department, they're watching bubble guys from all the teams around the league. So
1: yeah. you gotta. There's always a surprise ready. cut. There's yeah. a report today that Anthony Barr almost signed with the Broncos.
0: Minnesota. Yeah.
1: Do we have somebody from Minnesota? I think. Do we have anybody who's not from Minnesota? Yeah, that's a better question. Huh.
0: All right, Eric. I think that's a pretty good discussion of where we are. So uh, I think it's time to get the shout outs. Oh, love it.
1: There's Gerald's, of course. Yep. Good. Some good community work. The
0: community is always working. Yeah. I saw a nice little moment. Special Olympics was out uh, on the berm. Dalton Reisner came over, hung out with them a little bit.
1: Your guy. It's been. It's
0: been good. I think that's your guy.
1: I think it's your guy. Both of my guys. Both of true. A pretty cool community initiative. item, initiative. I don't know if it's an initiative, but there's a, there's currently a raffle going on. But I think it's actually pretty cool. You get to go to London for the Broncos game. Your flight is paid for. Your hotel is paid for. You get pregame passes. Then you get to, like, meet some players and, and do some locker room stuff. Whoa. Very cool. And it's not just a lot of these. Sometimes the community prizes, which are always great, go to – uh, benefit Broncos charities sometimes it's like the highest bidder wins this so if you if you pay this is a raffle so, so it's not... well yeah so like if you, you know it might be hey meet George Payton and tour the war room well if you don't have uh I don't know what what did you pay for the last one like 500 mil so it was around there yeah, yeah. so if, if you don't have kidney. that I give up a kidney actually <laughs> right uh kidney Jones <laughs> our co-host of Bronco, or she hosts Broncos now
0: that's Sydney. Jones. Oh, Sydney Jones. Sydney yeah, does
1: yeah. that know what I said?
0: I was going to say, shout out to Sydney. Yeah, started another podcast. Another podcast every day during the week. Do people who listen to this podcast also listen to that, or do you have to sort of pick a side? I don't
1: think we know.
0: I'm not sure. If we you had to pick look a, look a side, up. I hope you'd pick
1: our side. Of course. But normally you have to pay a lot of money. With this, it's a raffle, so you spend fifty bucks for one ticket, hundred bucks for three tickets. You're saving a lot of money there. Wow! So you get three for a hundred. Three for a hundred. You could, uh, for one hundred dollars, get all what you just said. You get three tickets to enter the raffle. Oh. And then they pick the raffle, but. So you uh, could
0: for one hundred dollars win. You could
1: do it for fifty dollars and get one ticket. Wow. and Go. Wow. I think the package is valued. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. It's a nice value. It's a nice little thing. Let's just say. It would nice. be fun to win. Probably a once in a lifetime, unforgettable experience. First class ticket over to London. First class? Yeah. Next to you up there. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm flying the plane. So shout out to the community department for that. That is cool. That's a cool also, idea. Some, also some cool stuff on the kickoff lunch and auction. Hockey, yeah. hockey sticks. You're
0: all about raffles and auctions.
1: Hockey I'm sticks saying. signed by the entire Avalanche team.
0: Not just any Avalanche team. Stanley Cup champion. Oh, thanks for clear.
1: No, it's it's signed by the twenty thirteen Avalanche nope. team that was
0: really bad. Twenty 20- 22.
1: Oh, you held the stick.
0: The 21, 22. Of course I did, because I was like, let me see that.
1: They were, like, they were like, let's make this more valuable. There, Touched by Phil.
0: There's also a basketball signed by your back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. No. I saw it. I actually went into the community closet. I was like, what else you got Is it
1: there? like Michael Jordan, like in Space Jam?
0: Uh, I, I did not steal any powers, but I felt sort of a nice energy.
1: They got yeah. like Jamal Murray's crutches or anything? <laughs> That's too much. I'm sorry, Jamal. Uh, uh.
0: Yeah, that was pushing it. I was pushing it, there. This is you now you got a little taste of what I deal with all the time <laughs> in the office. This is the he'll non-stop. be back at some point. We That's think true. hopefully at the start of next year. I saw him the other day. He was uh, pushing 900 pounds. I think it was with his knees. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah,
1: like on He's a machine. Yeah, he was like like press. those things aren't real.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty much like a squat.
1: Just do a squat All thing. right.
0: Yeah. That's what you're doing. Heavy back yeah, squats. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You and Derek Wolf, right? Yeah. You used to lift together, right?
1: Liver or lift? Lift. Oh, yeah. Lift. Yeah. L-Y-F-T. We'd like, instead of Uber. Oh, oh got it. I think Uber's Not a, sponsor. a sponsor. I don't think you, know, neither Could one Could be them. if they wanted to be, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, Take a lift with me and Derek yeah. Wolf.
0: <laughs> that could be, like, one of those things, a celebrity lift, you know?
1: Yeah, or, like, one of those, like, commercials where you miss here. like, is it Geico that does that, where it's, like, not a sponsor? Oh, and then it's, like, a crazy thing. Yeah, it's, like. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, maybe, like, you would be driving the car, and you get in, and you're, like, hey, aren't you Derek Wolf? And then he's, like, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out yeah. it's a metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 could be
1: nice. He's, like, I I just want to cuss.
0: He did say that at, he the, said podium. That at the podium. He said yeah. some crazy stuff up there. He did say some stuff, but we wish that's a nice shout out to Derek.
1: Shout out to Derek Wolf. Happy retirement.
0: Eight years with the Broncos. Ten-year NFL career. Lives in Denver. Made this his home, and said he'll
1: be here best. a lot. Wish him the best. So maybe we should be quiet.
0: He said he was interested in the media, so
1: he could be on this podcast. He soon. could. He could be. Yeah, let's Wait just do his the own facts.
0: podcast. Let's just face the facts. Good. he could be on this. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week, maybe after the Cowboys uh, joint practice. Yeah. You going to try and get Jerry Jones on here, or what do you think? <laughs> I've already lined it up. Yeah, good. Yeah, maybe a Micah Parsons and a, and a Pat Sertan together. That could be really good. That could be a little competitive. Yeah, go on, something there. All right, until then, that is going to do it for us. For Eric Dahl, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the neutral,
1: neutral Zone. Mode.